0: Well, I have some speed round questions if you'd like to do that. Let's do it. Um, this conspiracy theory that you are not British. <laughs> and I am. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. Welcome to the official TikTok for you podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Broski, and we're going to discuss everything TikTok with the creators who have turned the platform into a global community and cultural phenomenon. If it's in culture, it starts on TikTok. Abby Roberts has been one of my favorite creators on this platform since the beginning. You may recognize Abby from your For You page. She has had tons of viral videos with millions of likes on each one. She's recreated looks with her own inspiration for the Queen of Hearts from Alice in Wonderland. She's done a Tiger King look. All of them are beautifully executed and so original. She has continuously proved that makeup... Is not just for women. It is not just to make you feel pretty. It is an art form. And we applaud her. So let's get into it. Abby Artistry.
1: Hi, Miss Abby. Hi, Miss Brittany. How are you
0: doing? Are <laughs> you doing? doing? <laughs> by? good.
1: I'm good. I'm so excited to talk to you today, actually. I'm <laughs> so
0: excited for you to be on here. Um, you were one of my top picks for guests because really? I've followed you for. Mm, forever you were one of the first creators that I really (laughs) saw pop off Um, and I was thinking about the first time that I ever saw you and it was the queen of hearts look that you did with the white contacts that was like summer 19
1: throwback yeah throwback
0: very much OG and so I'm thinking you and I have probably been on the app for about the same amount of time Um, yeah
1: I mean I've been following you literally since you first like blew up with the kombucha (sighs) everything yeah that's crazy
0: well I wanted to do like a deep dive into you know where we're coming from where we're going and just kind of you know let's get into the tea of of what this job really is and and where you want to take it and who you are how it's defined you
1: and get into it
0: so you ready to jump in I'm
1: ready love
0: (laughs) so uh, let's start with your beginning um Tell us about where you started, where your passion for makeup came from. You know, let's let's hear it.
1: Oh, it's it's a long story. Okay, so I've been doing makeup since I was eleven. Like I just started on YouTube, and I did Charlotte's makeup, my sister, um, for, like my Charlotte Roberts. Yeah, where y'all at, Charlotte Roberts? <laughs> <laughs> and that kind of like got quite a lot of views initially. It Got like seven hundred thousand views, and like as an eleven-year-old, I was like oh my god, that's insane. Like, I thought I was so viral. It It was sick. Yeah. So that was, like, my first taste of, like, a little bit of internet fame, you know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) For sure. It was was fun. And then I kind of started doing makeup because I was watching, like, a lot of YouTubers, Nikki Tutorials, Jacqueline Hill, you know, like, all the OGs and everything. The OGs. The OGs, way back when. And I started, like, posting on Instagram. It was probably... Yeah, I've been posting on Instagram since I was, like, 13, 14. Um, But that didn't start really getting successful until, was it three years ago? Um, Summer, like, 2018, James Charles found me. Yeah. And that was, like... What blew it up for me. He used. To, do you remember he used to do these things called like sister takeovers? sister Yeah, takeovers. where he would...
0: Yeah, the up and coming makeup artist.
1: Yeah, exactly. And he like reached out to me because um, I had started this Instagram eye trend, which was like this makeup look trend a few years back. And uh-huh. he recreated it and loved it and then reached out to me and asked me to be on his story, which little me i was like freaking it's out i was like <laughs> <laughs> i was so buzzing he was like one of my favorite people to watch and still is like i love him yeah. so much he's he's amazing wow. um that was what blew me up and then i was maybe 100k 200k on instagram until i joined tiktok in january 2019 mm-hmm. and that's where everything changed yeah wow
0: okay so Knowing that that was kind of, you know, where you're coming from, um, walk us through what you actually, you know, like the process for creating, because I know we all have our different processes, sometimes it's laying in bed, opening the camera, <laughs> filming and posting. But for, you know, creatives like you, where it is such a process to oh, yeah. plan out the look, you know, figure out audience engagement, you know, do they like this better? Do they like this better? So what's kind of your process there?
1: It's a lot of preparation. I'm not gonna lie. Sure. I think people th- people think that like, oh yeah, you're just a makeup artist. You just da-da-da. I do a look, and then there's
0: no such thing it. as just a makeup no, artist.
1: Never, never. So. I mean I I take it really seriously. I have like a full-on schedule. Um I, yeah. I don't know if you know, I live with Benji now. And yeah! You're we, in London. We, we, we're in London, yeah. It's we so have bad. our like little whiteboard and we have lists and lists and lists of ideas, content ideas that we like wake up and look at every day. Wow. Um so we like go about choosing content like that and always just looking on tiktok and like everywhere yeah pop pop culture is like where i tend to go to a lot for like inspiration and stuff because i feel like people really react well to it yeah um it just like is what is going to make you trending especially if you're a makeup artist anyways um so i always looked at that for inspiration but in terms of like the process of coming up with a look there's like Props, buying the outfits. Um, you make a all, lot of the outfits, all the, all the don't you? Really. I do. Yeah. Well, Charlotte is more of like the fashionista, I guess. Right, right, um, right. She's better at that sort of stuff. But I used to make like a lot of my own props, especially when I was first starting out, because like I didn't have any money to yeah, sure. go and buy stuff. So And it's also yeah, just I, I a would, hobby. Like, like why yeah. would you
0: invest hundreds of dollars for like a TikTok video until it becomes like, oh, this one I do for it a living? becomes a career.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Definitely in this past year, since it's become my career, it's been so much easier to just like be able to buy stuff. But for sure, in the beginning, I would like make stuff out of like paper and anything I could get my hands on.
0: (laughs) Sure. So, what's been probably the most successful? Would you consider it a form of cosplay? Some of it definitely is.
1: I think so. Yeah. I mean, Um, I didn't even like consider it that until because yeah. I never was, like, really exposed to the cosplay community, I guess. Yo. But um, I did, like, some anime looks, which I for sure think is more cosplay, like, the kakaguru-y mm-hmm. Um, But, yeah, I think some of it is, but it's more of an exaggerated version of cosplay. It's more detailed and more glam, that mm-hmm. kind of stuff.
0: You've worked with, I mean, you've... Liam Payne, Youngblood...
1: How was this that? Pain. Did you pee and poop a little bit? Just a little. Oh, my God. Okay, the first time I met Liam, I was so nervous because I was, like, such do. I was such a direction. No one knows, like, 12. <laughs> I had a Zayn Malik life-size cutout. I had the One Direction merch, like, all the shirts and everything. Yep. Um, I was obsessed. So, yeah, it was really quite intimidating first meeting Liam. But it's so chill. And I think, like, since meeting all these celebrities and stuff, it's, like, everyone's just normal people no and literally it's literally like no no issue anymore it's like meeting tiktokers and stuff for the first time it's really weird it's like oh my god you are this tall in real life and i no, didn't li- even no. imagine when you it. sit
0: down you have to have a conversation with them and you're like oh yeah. you're kind of awkward <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's so humbling literally.
1: Oh my god, yeah! And then working with Youngblood, we've like become really good friends since as well. He lives like down the road from me. Yeah, you're so. Manchester
0: girls, or you're Yorkshire, Yorkshire,
1: Yorkshire, Yorkshire. Yeah, man. yeah. Yes, yeah, love. Did you like my Charlotte
0: <laughs> impression? I need to do an <laughs> impression it. of you later. I
1: want one. I was like, <laughs> me next, please. <laughs> she said, "I've
0: got my sword." <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, um. So. I just beyond sort of the, the normal celebrity, would you say that you freak out more with, like, those sort of A-list talent? Or have you ever met another creator that you were like, wow, like, holy.
1: Oh, I remember, dude. I remember the first time I ever met Charlie. Yeah. Um, I was, it was, like, literally a year ago when she was, like, first blowing up when I was in L.A. And I went to the Hype House. And I saw the Hype House bathroom in person for the first time. <laughs> the and it was so weird. And I was like, oh my God, the floor is a carpet. And I'm like uh, Yeah. <laughs> this very... soggy this soggy ass carpet Disgusting. <laughs> Disgusting. It was so funny. But yeah, seeing her in person and seeing like people's height, I think is always what catches me off guard. Like Charlie was so short and cute. And I was like, Oh my god, she's like this little fifteen year old kid when I first met her. And it's yeah, it's it's crazy to like what an insane as pressure
0: yeah because yeah. I, I know you can so probably relate to this of like being a young person online like we definitely feel that pressure to impact change but also like people look up to us but also it's like oh my
1: god i'm 18 like what am i who am i exactly. what am i doing online so for charlie it's like people put so what? much pressure on young influencers to be able to like set this example and know exactly who you are at 15 16 years old and I think it's ridiculous like the amount of hate that they get absolutely just just want to find a reason to cancel somebody and there's so much more to life than like picking on these social media no literally ridiculous so you've mentioned
0: in the past um about trying to figure out who you are and and how that you know interacts with being online and being a public figure online so would you say that TikTok has helped you? You know, on this identity journey of expressing yourself and finding out what you really like, uh, you yeah. know, what you feel pressured to be. Like, how do you how do you feel about yourself from being online? That's
1: a really good question, actually. Yeah. So, identity is kind of something that I struggled with a lot um, personally, just because the way I grew up, like doing all these makeup looks for so many years, and I felt like I invested so much time into doing these looks and these personas and these characters. I kind of, like, neglected myself and, yeah. and never, like, spent time to try and figure out who I was. So I, I had, like, so many phases. I've had, like, every phase you can yeah. possibly imagine. Oh, I the love emo, those videos. The, the you chat, go through all of them. Like, <laughs> the British girl full on. Like, I was everything. I'm a Manchester I mean? girl. <laughs> but, yeah, it's been a struggle. And, like, I made um, a makeup look and like a whole TikTok video, like talking about the identity. I like wrote all these words across my face mm-hmm. of like everything that I've been labelled with. Because it's a lot of pressure, like figuring out who you are when you're still a kid and still absolutely grow- growing as a person online, publicly in front of everyone, having all your phases in front of everyone, and being
0: judged in <laughs> and front being of everyone judged for it.
1: Yeah, but yeah, um, it's still something that I'm like really passionate about talking about is identity and. Recently, I started working on music, which has kind of been helping me with that as well. Yeah! Writing about that kind of stuff, um, and I feel I feel like I'm getting there. I feel like I'm kind of finding my style recently. <laughs>
0: Oh, I love, and it's also—I mean—and you can kind of see it in your merch and things like that, where it's so uniquely you,
1: and yeah, it perfectly captures everything. this sort
0: of subculture. Oh, I love, because you were an artiste before. An artiste. I'm literally an Abbey Artistry stand. This is embarrassing. <laughs> i love I'm like, this. and you did this, and you did this.
1: <laughs> she knows her no, but I,
0: I did. but um, those videos that you posted of your old portfolios from school, I yes. live. She would oh post God, these. You saw um, them? literally like of the progression of her art style from from being in school and what she would have to submit to um um your your professors or your teachers and wow. how it's evolved and it is so immaculate to see that translated onto uh, your face as living art and it is just i'm such a fan wow yeah
1: because i i was always like an artist on paper before yeah. i ever went on to makeup like i was all i don't remember a time where i wasn't doing art as a kid and did it all through school? Did it in A levels and everything? Yeah. A-level kind of like soaked my passion away from doing art on paper, and I was like, "I'm sick of this, yeah. and I would rather do it on my face instead.
0: <laughs> well, I, let's kind of get into that because burnout is a thing,
1: mm-hmm. and being oh, yeah. a
0: creative and being, do you hold yourself to a really rigid posting schedule?
1: Um, I am for like three posts a day on TikTok.:
0: A day. That's mental, babes. Is mental
1: today? <laughs> yeah, oh I try God. and I try and aim for that. I'm not always successful, especially recently. Like I've been so busy doing stuff outside of social media, sure, yeah. That I just haven't had time. And not gonna lie, it's been really having its toll on my mental health lately. But yep. we get through it. We move.
0: Yeah, or something. <laughs> 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 well, so beyond that. um, you know kind of how do you deal with just not having ideas not being motivated to post like what's your what's a rut that you get into because everyone has different
1: yeah I think I used to really freak out about that when I like wouldn't have any ideas for makeup because I would be like oh my god everyone's gonna hate me if I don't post anything that's just makeup related but then I started posting more stuff that's like personality or just like a vlog yeah. of the day or whatever and people liked it and I was like oh my god so now I try and just post a bit of what I want rather than feeling so restricted to just like makeup content which I, I love that
0: that's such a, a blessing sort of to be you know not only recognized for your talent but also people just love you as a person that's yeah, so endearing that was, endearing. The best thing. That was yeah. like what I
1: wanted for so long because like creators like yourself you are 100% personality and it's like everyone just loves you for you from the beginning which must feel amazing, I bet. It,
0: it's weird, for sure, because it's like, you know, we've always been like this so to have it be on a public um, platform and to have it to this scale is just like well, damn. <laughs> if I would have known I could have done this a long time ago, I would have. Why did I go to school? Why did I have a job? Stay in school for whoever's listening to this. Stay Please school. stay in school.
1: You know? Yeah, I think it's good to drop out it's not good to drop. It's, it's okay to drop out it's okay to drop out if you have a plan and if you're like sure. set on doing something that isn't education based so for me I was like I don't want to go to university it's not going to help me with my makeup stuff or social media like mm-hmm. what are they going to tell me that I don't already know or can learn myself but if you're just dropping out and then don't have like a long term plan after that I think that's where there's an issue
0: yeah yeah that's, that's kind of the thing too and if you're not financially stable don't take yeah. the risk. You know, like yeah. I, I, I always say this of like, if all this were to go away tomorrow, I fully anticipated because like the kombucha meme went viral. Um, I didn't plan on making money off of it at all, like monetizing it. I didn't really plan on it. I was like, oh, this is just a thing and it's going to die out and I'm going to be done. The yeah. fact that I've managed to kind of keep a momentum going is crazy. But like if all this were to go away tomorrow. I have a college degree. I have real life work experience. I worked a nine to five before this, you know, like there is a way that I could go back into real life. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I hate to see these young kids who are just like, and they just don't plan for their future at all. Throw a bunch, all the money they have and, and then it doesn't take off as yeah. soon as they would hope. And it's like, I just, Oh, I want to help. But it's like, you <laughs> did this. <laughs>
1: I think if you have like a talent, you have a drive, you have like a direction, like in my mind, I have like my next five to 10 years planned out. So I'm like, you know, I know where I'm going. I'm very like business driven and very focused on like my career and stuff. But I think for a lot of people, they just like the fun of it. They like Mm. the money and then they spend all the money on all the designer and it can just go away so quickly and people don't realize just how fickle it can be.
0: Well, was there a pressure for you from, you know, your parents, from, you know, your audience to stay in school? Did you have any backlash from that?
1: Um, My parents actually were just like, as long as you're happy, like you can do whatever you want. And if you're happy doing this career, which I was obviously like so passionate about, they were like, we want to do everything we can to help you. I don't know if you know, but my dad is, like, so involved in my fandom and he will, like, oh. go reply to all of the comments. My mum as oh. well. Mama <laughs> Roberts. Everyone oh, knows no. her. Um, Like, actually very on early in my career, um, my dad used to be my manager as well. And he, How was he that? Was, it was intense. Yeah. It was intense. Like, he was a good manager, but sometimes you just don't want to cross that, like, family business boundary like it got to a point where it felt like he was just my manager it was like stressing me out so much yeah Um, it's like are you willing
0: to give up that that familial relationship for business and like no
1: no It kind of like impacted our relationship and I was like it's time to take a step back I got management at the start of this year and it has made things so much easier he still kind of like sees everything because he's very protective of that like it took us a long time to build this and um, he still obviously wants to be really involved in that as well, um, which which is good. I'm really glad that I've got his support. Mm-hmm. Well, beyond that, I mean, like
0: having a team—that's a whole other thing, too. Ooh. If you want to talk about that, of like, you know, people to negotiate the business side of it. This is—it's a whole sub culture that people don't un- understand. Of like when oh, yeah. you get to that level where you have the check mark, you have the millions, you have this, that, and the other. But you ain't making no money. It's like Mm -hmm. sometimes you, there's a lot that goes down behind closed doors that makes creating and being a creative so much more stressful because you're dealing with that business stuff. So I can't even imagine having your dad, you know, be in the middle of it. (laughs) Did it strain your relationship at all?
1: Yeah, I I really think it did because it started off. I was doing everything myself. I would do all my own emails, all my own business stuff. And I thought I could handle it. Like, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the sure. business side of things. I enjoyed answering my emails and getting to do all these exciting, like, opportunities and stuff. But my dad already ran his own business and, like, knew how to do that side of things. So he's always, like, kind of been a bit of a guardian with that anyways. Yeah. So he stepped in in, like, August 2019 um, because that was when it started getting really crazy for me. Yeah. And That was the
0: golden age of TikTok.
1: That Can was just... the golden age of TikTok. Miss her. But yeah, as we were like working together, it it was good until the work started getting bigger and bigger and bigger and working with these high-profile brands who expect you to have an entire team um to deal with like like, here's me dad. And I'm like, (laughs) here's my dad. He's not really a manager, but he he tries. (laughs) He's my dad. Well, you
0: said that um, your parents are really involved with, with your audience. They'll respond to comments and stuff like that. Yeah. My girl, my mom tried that, and I said, Stop. <laughs> I said, This, you're not going to do all this. Yeah, she'll find the hate comments. And she'll respond to the hate comments. And then oh, she's my fighting. Dad
1: does that. He, starts he starts arguments. He starts arguments. It's
0: like, for what? You're doing that for what? They love it. They love it. They're like, How dare you say that about my daughter? I'm like, Mom, you have to just. Let it go. It's not worth your energy. Like they're looking for a rise out of both me and now they're getting one out of you. And that's even better. So but on this topic of audience, how close are you with your audience? Um, you know, do you have do you recognize some by name? Because your following is massive now.
1: Yeah. So how do you yeah. kind of deal with that? Um, I think I do know my following by name somehow. Like more of my Twitter stands I like yeah. communicate with a lot. I respond to them in tweets and stuff. I try to kind of stay out of getting so involved that I'm like in group chats because I I think that that can sometimes get really toxic and the fans can sometimes feel too close to you and it can cause a bit of a strange relationship where boundaries are overstepped and I think that's something that people don't really talk about a lot as well. Absolutely. Um, It's like boundaries with followers.
0: How about when you make a joke about yourself or when you say something about yourself and then people take it and run? That yeah. is that's something. So think that I've If you had say to deal something
1: with. about yourself, they can bully you for it as well. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's a very weird relationship of, you know, for a lot of people, I, I get this comment a lot of like, I'm their comfort creator. You know, mm-hmm. when they're having a bad day or when they're having, you know, a stressful week or something is just really off in their life, they turn to certain creators. And I have mine. Jenna Marbles used to be one of mine. Um, yes. you know, of like the people that you just know is going to be a good time when you go there. There is a weird relationship between they think that y'all are besties, but like, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know you. Yeah. And when you send me messages like that, that, hey, bitch, hey, you fat, ugly, you know, whatever. It's yeah. like that I have never met you and I don't know that you're kidding. So it's yeah. a very, very it's odd can, relationship. It's get
1: really scary. So me and Benji with our move recently, um people like figured out where we were living (gasps) so quickly and people were sending stuff to the apartment, sending letters, sending packages. And they were sweet. They were sweet messages. Thankfully, like we didn't have anything nasty, but it could have gone south so fast. And they don't realize that there is there is some boundaries and like people showing up and asking for pictures like at the place that you live in. It's just Mm -hmm. like, There's a place and time for that, and my home
0: is not it. (laughs) It's not it. I'm glad you live with someone though, because if I like as a single woman living alone, I would have been like, I have to move again. Yeah, it's so
1: scary. Yeah.
0: How do you, you know, do you feel a certain pressure to mobilize your audience when it comes to issues that you're passionate about? I know you're very passionate about mental health. Yeah. Um. You touched on, you know, this topic of, like, identity and finding yourself online and, you know, all this sort of things. Uh, are there any other topics that you're really passionate about that, you know, you have, you feel that you've impacted change online from?
1: Yeah, I think the LGBTQ plus community is something that I'm so passionate about. Um, yeah. The way I got into my style of makeup and, like, found my style was through drag. Like, I learned all my techniques from yes! my drag artist.
0: Who are some of your favorite queens? Let's get into it.
1: Um, I love Aquaria. I just think her makeup yeah. was, like, my biggest inspiration for so long. Um, love, love Trixie. That. How can you not? I love Katia. Um... God, yeah. I, I love all of them. And I went to like so many RuPaul's Drag Race shows. Did you like, really? Oh, love the UK. Yeah. I would like buy all the meet and greet tickets.
0: <laughs> oh, God. They love <laughs> yeah. the UK. I'm
1: a full on Stan. <laughs>
0: so d- beyond that, you know, how do you, do you just share a lot of like mental health resources or, or do you, you know, kind of how do you, because we all activate in different ways to, you know, give to the causes that we care about. So how do you, what's specific to you?
1: Yeah I try and like share a lot of stuff on my Instagram stories um Mm -hmm. I think that's a great way to do things I'm always sharing like artists that I respect or people with like important messages to like get out there as well Twitter as well I think is great for like sharing stuff like information
0: for sure yeah
1: and um collaborations as well like I used to collaborate a lot more with people before I was like at this level but um Yeah, I used to work with like a lot of smaller artists on Instagram, like all the time, we would just do stuff to help each other grow.
0: Do you prefer now? I mean, obviously, probably creating alone is more you're in your element, you know what you're doing. But do you like
1: collaborating with
0: with other like creators or celebs better? What do you prefer?
1: I love it. I think creators because yeah, they are creative as well and you completely just like bounce off of each other. Yeah. I mean even celebrities as well, uh, they're creative like in their own way so sure. it's interesting to like bounce ideas off of each other. But when you're with someone who understands a platform, another TikToker, yep. um, it's, it's just great. So like since me and Benji moved in, it's just we're constantly like having ideas and bouncing things off each oh, other. Oh, I love that. And that was like one of the biggest reasons for us moving, I think, just so we could like help each other out on yeah. content.
0: It's Keep great. yourself accountable for posting and, you know, yeah. laying like, in bed.
1: You can get out of bed and post.
0: <laughs> Literally. I love to lay in bed. I'm lucky that I can lay in bed and record and that's my job. <laughs> I love love Delay. (laughs) Well, what do you, you know, just talking about TikTok, you were one of the first to hit, you know, your stride in doing the behind the scenes of doing the makeup. You know, because mm-hmm. people will post the finished look and it's all uh, with the jewels and whatever. And it's gorgeous. But it's like, I want to see how long it took you to do that. And like what you looked like yeah. before and what you look like after. So like, you know. I'm going
1: to show you my Christy ass glued eyebrows. I love it. <laughs> no, how about I'm
0: going to show you the allergic reaction that I had to the lash <laughs> glue. Stop. <laughs> <It> was so <laughs> Abby posts these like, videos on her spam account on TikTok. I've heard with like always a different allergic reaction to something she's put on her face.
1: You know, I just have the worst look as like a makeup artist, and I'm like, you are allergic to every product known to man. <laughs> oh God, so bad! No. I ended up in hospital for it. It was, it was. Are awful. you kidding? No, I, I legit, I went to A and E, and they like gave me so many steroids
0: <laughs> just
1: from being puffy and itchy. Just from eyelash glue. Gross.
0: <laughs> have you found a brand that is better for you, or do you just I keep have. doing
1: it? Yeah, I use like. Rive Cosmetics. Oh, not nice. sponsored.
0: <laughs> nice little plug. So you use like like Ardell and um uh, what's the other one? The Wish lash glue. Do, those don't work for you?
1: I've not tried like the magnetic ones. Not yet. I'm I'm scared of it. I'm like, what if I'm allergic to that as well? No, I
0: for sure would be. I just use the like uh I think it's Kiss. I think it's called KISS.
1: Yeah, I mean I used like the same one for years. It was like the the KISS one, I think, as mm-hmm. well. And then just one day my eyes were like, nope.
0: <laughs> wow
1: a human body's
0: amazing isn't it
1: <laughs> well what
0: is you know kind of as we were wrapping up what would you say is probably the worst and the best part of being a creator
1: um I think the worst part can be for me personally like I overwork myself a lot Mm. and I don't set boundaries of like when to switch on and switch off Mm -hmm. because social media I'm on it for my work all the time and I'm on it like in my free time as well and i find it hard to like differentiate that and yeah take time for myself which is something that I'm working on it's addiction it (laughs) It, really is is, it's an addiction um the (laughs) best part I think um getting to speak to people and like meeting people in real life. I'm I miss doing that so much, like the meet and greets and getting to hear people's stories and Yeah like it it makes you tear up because you read these comments online and it's like, oh that's a sweet comment, but hearing it in person it just hits And to see how emotional they get. Because you mean so much to them. Yeah, it's crazy and I love them so much. (laughs) It
0: is it it is such a unique life experience.
1: Well do you um would
0: you say the platform like if we're talking TikTok specifically, because I know we're both you and I are everywhere on the internet. Mm-hmm. Would you say it does a good job of supporting its creators, both like you know from a creative standpoint and opportunity wise? Because a lot of Gosh. your opportunities have come from TikTok, right?
1: Yeah, I, I yeah. Um, I, I mean, out of any platform, I think TikTok does the best job of that. The team. I would agree so responsive if I have any problems I'm like what's going on here and then I'll get a response like that day whereas for like other platforms you'll reach out and just never hear back ever yeah um and like you said about the opportunities as well like all these celebrity things and like the campaigns that i've been in with tiktok that it starts on tiktok where i was like on the billboards and stuff that that all came from tiktok so yeah it's been amazing no
0: i'm i'm the same and this isn't this isn't to be like oh the tiktok podcast i love tiktok but like we genuinely do that's the thing this is so
1: cool that i'm so excited for this
0: literally like to to come from you know the app that has really given us everything um, to be able to represent it in such a positive way is is it's an honor really to have TikTok trust us like that. So it
1: is. It's just amazing.
0: Well, could you give us some advice to the people listening? Do you have um what's some of the best advice you've ever gotten for what you do and just in life in general if you can think of something?
1: Gosh, off the top of my head. Oh, no, just <laughs> <laughs> um
0: how about just just uh, in the creative space? What's the best advice you've received?
1: In the creative space, um don't don't pay attention to what anyone else is doing. Focus on what you want to do, yep. what makes you happy, and don't just follow a trend because you think it's a trend. Yep. It's what it's what you do that's unique, is what's gonna make you stand out. So
0: yeah. I agree. There is such a pressure to, you know, keep with what's trending. And you do have to pay attention to that to a certain extent, but also when you're doing your own thing, people will gravitate to that because that it's different. So true.
1: Yeah, it's so true. It's what's brought me like all these unique opportunities. It's absolutely not following what everyone else is doing. So, yeah. So
0: yeah. Well, Abby, what is next for you here?
1: Ooh. Lots of exciting things. I'm currently working on a lot of things like outside of social media as well. Like I said, I'm working on music right now.
0: Yeah. What's the vibe? What's the vibe? What are we going
1: Vibe? for? Um, she's very indie alternative, a little bit... Is it sad girl, Billie a l- Eilish? L- a little bit sad girl, you know, I-, I guess you can kind of guess from the aesthetic <laughs> what it's going to sound like.
0: <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> well, I have some speed round questions if you'd like to do that. Let's do it. Um, this conspiracy theory that you are not British, <laughs> and I am... <laughs> Uh, what are you? Where did that come from?
1: There's an entire TikTok account that is dedicated to like proving the, effect of <laughs> the fact that I'm not British. <laughs> they like <laughs> duet, they duet all my videos, and they're like, "She drinks matcha. That's not British." <laughs> oh, I, they love it. Uh, but That's I am so very funny. much, very much British. Born and raised in Leeds, Yorkshire. Right, um, <laughs> right. But I, I don't know. I think because I didn't speak online for so long people thought that i was american (laughs) yeah
0: i had no idea you were british until you i think i posted that i was gonna be in the uk like way back when and you were like you should come visit me and i was like why are you in the uk (laughs) (laughs) what are you doing there babes what are you doing (laughs) can you give us one (laughs) because i'm sure there are so many videos that don't make it to tiktok Mm. right What are some of the, like, worst fails you've had? What's something you've been really ambitious about and it just did not check out? Like, what happened?
1: Oh, my God. Dude, I don't even know where to begin. I have, like, a thousand drafts. (laughs) It's ridiculous. I'm not even over-exaggerating. There is a thousand drafts on my phone. Oh, my God. Um, It'll just be, like, a look that I start and it just goes horribly wrong and I'm just like, nope, and then I never finish it, and then... (laughs) It sits in the drafts for
0: months. <laughs> do you ever cry? I cry sometimes.
1: I cry all the time. I cry yeah. my constantly. <laughs> like trying to do my eyeliner, I'm like, not the time.
0: <laughs> Crying while doing makeup is a different kind of suffering. <laughs> it is. No, I that I feel like every everyone who loves makeup has gone through that of trying to apply um, face powder or mascara through tears is a different experience.
1: It's another one. What is
0: your favorite look you've probably ever done.
1: Favorite look? Um, I think the one you said, the Queen of Hearts with, like, the checkers. Really? I love that one so much. Because it was, like, the look that blew me up. So I'm like, it's, it has a special place in my heart. I <laughs> love
0: that. And then the you did a Tiger King look as well. That oh, one was my... stupid viral.
1: <laughs> yeah, the Joe Exotic thing. That was crazy. Yeah. And Charlotte as Basket.
0: <laughs> <laughs> how How is that relationship between you oh. having two creative sisters do y'all fight
1: sometimes like bad we don't fight ever I think we're such a chill household and just like I can't be bothered fighting oh. um we'll, we'll have like creative clashes sometimes I sure. guess if we like both want to do the same look and I'm like I thought of it before you <laughs> 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 that's like the only thing go I to think. your
0: room leave me alone well, I love that. Well, Abby, thank you so, so much. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Give the people, um, where can we find you? What's next for you? What's what's happening in your life? Abby, our artistry on
1: TikTok. And
0: keep an eye out for the music. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you, Abby. And we will talk soon. So good talking to you. You too. Bye. That's it for this week's episode of For You. Share the love and keep the conversation going online leave us a review. Follow us on TikTok at, at TikTok and at TikTok Creators. Don't forget to use the hashtag for you podcast and remember to subscribe so you're notified every time we drop a new episode. Catch new episodes every week exclusively on TikTok Live, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever y'all get your podcasts. I don't know. For You is a TikTok and Gallery Media Group original production. Yo. Yeah.